Hi everyone, I'm Maggie. I'm Alex. And this is Socially Cost. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Woo! Sorry, I'm just very excited that we've, like, we're back into it again. <laughs> Episode 3, people, of season 2. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Anyway, so, today's topic is reboots. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Dun, dun, dun. Ta-da. So, this age of reboots that I hope we're all thoroughly sick of now, because... Yeah. Yeah. But you can tell that this is the age of reboots. Like when yeah. people look back, like this is going to be the time when reboots were happening all over the place. Yeah. Where yeah. people didn't have enough creative ideas to do their own thing. Well, I mean, that's what I chalk that's what I have to chalk it up to is that it, it just seems like no one has an original idea anymore. Yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, what was popular?" In what it kind of ties in with, you know, it's the age of reboots, but it's also the age of vintage almost, yeah. because obviously everyone likes vintage stuff now, mm. which is starting to include include TV shows, music, and films, and things like that. So it's obviously like, right? It's it to me, it just seems you know, studios sit there and go, we can't come up with our own ideas. What was popular back in the day and is popular now? Like, oh, you know, Red Dwarf that was amazingly popular. Mm-hmm. Like, right, do a new season of Red Dwarf. It's like, no, you just you can't keep doing that. Yeah. But there we, are also, we have our reasons why. Yeah, but there are also good examples. Um, so we thought of one when we were thinking about this because we don't want to be just negative. Yeah, this we're isn't trying the podcast, to be. Yeah, to be negative. This is the podcast to be open-minded and to try and present our own view. We're not saying anybody else will agree with us. We're not saying that this is the holy grail of information. However, if you trust us, thank you. Um, but for example, and taste. we actually what? Nothing. Go ahead. We actually had a debate about whether the new Doctor Who is a reboot or whether it's just a continuation. Because I, I said it was a reboot. I th- it's kind of both, but it's a continuation. It kind of has to be. I know, but it was kind of... Because they had so many failed attempts before they got to the winning formula, really. Because mm. America tried to reboot it. Yeah, but America tries to bloody reboot it. Yeah. <laughs> It is the age of reboots. Uh, yeah, but they also try to steal everything. <laughs> yeah. So they tried to reboot it and it failed. Mm. Um, and then BBC took it back up again and we're like, let's just do it again. And it worked. I mean, the first season was a bit dicey. It was a bit shaky, but it... It, it set it the foundation. It. Yeah, it yeah. got people back into the fold. And I'll be honest, it got me into back into Doctor Who because mm-hmm. the first season with Christopher Eccleston, we say season one... Um, because that's what it is, which kind of ties into you saying it's a reboot. Um, instead of saying it's like season yeah. 14 or whatever it's yeah. supposed to be, then it's season one now. Yeah. Um, but it does directly continue from where the old the Doctor Who left, left off. off. But anyway, yeah, um, so it, it brought a lot of people back into the fold. It got me into Doctor Who. Um, mm-hmm. I've watched quite a few of the original episodes now as well, just to get it, you know, get my bearings with it and things like that. And yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's I, I love it. I, love, I really do love Doctor Who. I know, I mean, it's awesome. Th- you know, it, we've been a bit shaky with the new Doctors. We don't like Capaldi. Uh, we haven't seen any uh, with Jodie Whittaker yet. Um, but obviously, we're more than willing to give her a chance. Uh, you know, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, so I won't go too much into it. Um, and, yeah, it, that's, if you think about it, yeah, that could be classed as a successful reboot. Reboot. Because it's massively popular. Yeah. People love it now. People have come back into it. And the technology has allowed it to grow Mm. even more and Mm. to be able to do the special effects really well. And I think that's where reboots can be good Mm. for the films that were too visionary Mm. for their time 
and needed new technology to be able to portray it correctly. So if there's a reboot like that, I'm sure I've seen one, but I can't for the life of me remember which was it. But I'm sure there's a reboot out there somewhere where I watched it and I thought, well, of course they redid it because now they have the technology yeah, to do yeah. it right, to do the vision correctly. Yeah, and I, I mean, that. I think George Lucas has said that before, hasn't he? Where yeah, he, said he started he with did, Fall. That's why he did Fall 5 and 6 because he knew he didn't have good enough technology to to make one, two, and three as, as properly epic as they should be. Which they were. When they were reproduced, the battle scene, especially in two and three, with the clone armies versus mm. the droid armies, they were fantastic. Mm. Those battle scenes were amazing. Mm-hmm. And they were amazingly produced, and the effects were fantastic. Mm. Just the same, the films were terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> that's but a that's more, that's more to the down to the whininess of the main character. Uh, yeah, just, just the whiny character. Anyway. Well. But, you know, but, yeah. there are some good reboots out there. Not that we can think of that many off the top of our heads. Apparently but... not, no. But there are more bad than there are good. Yeah. Obviously. I think the difference being, obviously, there's so many continuations that have improved upon the older ones, but it's not necessarily a reboot because mm. it's not the same story over again. Yeah. Um, Like, I was going to say Batman and all those films and Superman, but it's not the same well, story. Well, yeah, if, if you think... Of it in terms of a remake yeah. is remaking the original, whereas a reboot is almost following on from it or within the same universe with the same characters. Ah. That's how I tend to think oh, of it. That see, might I not be it, the correct version. but I thought of it as a remake, no, a reboot. It, I don't know. That, because me, like, I'm thinking of it, for example, like with the uh, Jungle Book, the new John Favreau one versus the old one. See, I think that was a remake yeah. because it's the same film. It's the I same story. It's just... But I feel action. like when people say reboot, they mean like, oh, actually, huh. See, that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people stick to one definition. They yeah. they just say reboot because that's what people say, which yeah. is fine. It's just that's how I think of it as mm. remake versus reboot. Mm. So reboot more often replies, uh, applies to TV shows. Yeah. Oh, I can think of a bad example. I, I can think of a lot multiple. of... I can think ahead. of an ugly example, which is the uh, whole King Kong, Godzilla, no, whatever thing. Please don't. Just why bother? Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. fine. But like, for example, Star Trek Discovery or Star Trek Enterprise, was that a reboot? That's just something new. Yeah, right? That's just a new thing within the same universe. I mean, obviously, we have mentioned Red Dwarf, which that was a reboot when they brought out the new seasons and the film and that. And that was terrible. That was awful. So when they brought out a new season, then a film, and now another new season. And I can't bring myself to watch it because it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I really don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah. Like the other, like you say, the reboots almost destroyed it. And yeah. it, I can't deal with that. And it's the same with IT Crowd, where they did an mm. episode in like 2015. Yeah, and it was, it was awful. Years, yeah. It was awful. It was abysmal. They like they tried too hard. Basically. Yeah. I don't know if Graham Linehan was involved with it. I think he was, you know. Oh dear. Sorry, Graham. But I think, you know, there was a lot <laughs> of pressure me. to try and bring it back. And it just didn't work. No. Well, there's always pressure. If yeah, I always relate it to uh, Firefly. Yeah. That's, again, one of my probably top three favorite series of all mm. times. I absolutely beautiful. love Firefly. It's, mm-hmm. It was, everything about it was just mm-hmm. 
almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the writing was amazing, the mm-hmm. directing was amazing, the storyline mm-hmm. and the extended universe, which unfortunately they never had a chance to get mm-hmm. into, what would have been fantastic. Like I don't know if you know how many of you people have, have seen or heard of or know about Firefly and Serenity. It's a bit of a long story, but basically uh Joss Whedon, who is an amazing writer and director, mm-hmm. um, he did, you know, Avengers and Iron Man, things like that. Mm-hmm. He, he absolutely smashed it. Um and he did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which he still I, does, I think has I gone think. a bit downhill. But yeah. anyway, anyway, um, yeah, so he did this TV show back in the day called Firefly, which is basically cowboys in space. Awesome. Um, it's it's the best way to describe it. It makes yeah. it sound a bit lame. Um, but once you watch it, you, you go, actually, yeah, this is cowboys in space. Because mm-hmm. it's about how we colonize the universe after we basically have to abandon Earth because we've destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's about civil war between humans is about the alliance versus the independence and then and what happens after it mm. as well um so basically the alliance rules the the galaxy now and the independence are gone and, mm. um and it just follows this crew of smugglers on this ship which is a firefly class ship called serenity um and uh, the captain and his first mate zoe are old independent um soldiers um, and they hate the Alliance. They really do. But anyway, I'll not go too much into it. But I was going to say, this is yeah, not, not, not a podcast about Firefly, Alex. I know Which we love I it. I will do. I will dedicate an entire podcast to Firefly. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, Fox basically goofed up how they released the episodes. They released them all in the wrong order. People got super confused while they were watching them, and it was completely axed. Um, and for years and years afterwards, everyone kept One writing angry letters to Fox and kept writing letters to Joss Whedon, begging him to bring it back. And he knew he couldn't because mm. he wouldn't be able to live up to that expectation. So he released a film instead, which kind of tied up a couple of loose ends. Um, and I wouldn't like to see a reboot of that. No. But what we've talked about is seeing a story within the same universe, mm-hmm. which I think would, again, that would just be, mm. that would be brilliant. Because you could have the same lore and the same mm. universe and, and all that kind of, you could even have similar characters to an mm. extent. Um, but Whose idea was that? It was one of the YouTubers you watched, wasn't it? No. Oh, um, uh, XP Gamers, Captain Shaq, he mentioned it as well, but yeah. I know we've been thinking about it for a while. I know, but I just, just in case, you know, Get ideas, we want to give the right credit. I love you, Captain Shaq. You made me play space engineers. Anyway, um, but yeah, I remember him talking about it on one of his uh, on one of his videos as well, and one of his live streams. And th- yeah, you know, I just thought, yeah, no, that that's what that we said, and, and it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. We said the same with Doctor Who, and now they're mm. actually doing that as well. Yeah, uh, the Doctor's daughter is getting her own spinoff, which we said so far long ago. You said that so long ago that they should do that because that would be so good, and that would cover the female yeah, like time yeah. Doctor thing, and it's all good. And it's happening. So we'll see how it goes. Because she she won't have a TARDIS or anything like that. No. Um, She won't be able... She doesn't have a sonic screwdriver or anything. So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with... Please do it well. Kind of a Time Lord without the tools that the Doctor has. Because you think about it, the tools that he has are like three, two-thirds of what he does and what he is. TARDIS and the sonic screwdriver are his powers. Yeah. And like the Doctor's daughter doesn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. It's going to be so good. I hope it's it's going to be amazing. Um, So that's not a reboot or a remake. That's a new story within the same universe, which makes a lot of people happy. Mm -hmm. Because you bring that out and people are like, okay, it's not with the same characters and things like that, but at least it's the same universe. It's Mm -hmm. the same rules. It's the same story. It's the same law. Um, But there's so many that are just blatant just rip-offs of the old one like they're yeah. just there's so many reboots recently like 
there's so many news stories where people are like oh they're remaking this they're yeah. remaking that and it's you're like, just like yeah every week something new seems to come <sighs> out like when they announced it like oh they're remaking godzilla and they're remaking king kong like why yeah those stories had nothing to offer in no. the first place they're only redoing it now like you say hey there's got to be some part of it where they think we can make them look spectacular and yeah you can yeah. fair play but like you, you could like we we were talking about this ages ago i'm not sure if we actually talked about it on the podcast but not we sure. said you could have had any giant monster you didn't have to remake king kong you no. could have had anything you could have had it be <laughs> a new giant monster yeah. and it could have been a good film on its own because it wouldn't have been trying to replicate something old yeah and you would have gotten away with it but there's like robocop got rebooted oh my god robocop um, and the reboot was i called every single bad tron, part of that as well tron legacy tron was so bad um i just, think tron legacy was again a, a, continuation. a continuation but in I get what you mean now, where the line is kind of blurred. It was a reboot continuation, let's say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, because I know there was something specific. I know Red Dwarf was the specific thing that kicked off this thought yeah, in our was, heads, yeah. where it's yeah, just I like... a little bitch about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, you know, why? Why keep looking back to see what you can remake? Why not just come up with new ideas? Like, I don't know who comes up with it. If the studio comes up with it, or the writer, or the director, or the actors... Fair enough. You know, if if it's the actors having a passion for what you do, if it is Craig Charles and, yeah. and the rest of the crew sitting down and thinking, oh, let's make a new series because it'll be funny as hell. But if it's just the studios and the mm. writers running out of ideas and just saying, what haven't we done for a while? Yeah. It's been a couple of years since we did a Red Dwarf film. Right, let's make a new series. Yeah. It's just, that's what the, the process seems to mean. That, that just doesn't seem to be... I know there isn't and there never will be, but mm. there doesn't seem to be any love for the craft anymore no. which i know sounds very high and mighty and then yeah and all that kind of stuff but to, to a certain extent it's true yeah i thought it's just there's not enough original thought anymore yeah. like there's not enough original films or tv series or anything like that it's i get more, that it's difficult it is because obviously difficult. most things have been done to death yeah but the thing that we always say is that books yeah we have read so many books that would make just awesome tv shows mm-hmm. and films and most likely they'll never get picked up on yeah we got very lucky with patrick rothfuss yeah meeting lin-manuel miranda who they happened to be huge mm. fans of each other and then they finally met mm-hmm. and they said okay cool let's turn this into a tv show which is going to be phenomenal Amazing. if they yeah. can get it right mm-hmm. and i like how lin-manuel miranda is a fan of the books and patrick rothfuss is going to be involved in the process Mm-hmm. I think that's the right way to do it. So hopefully they'll be able to yeah. make it into a good TV show. And to be fair, let's not completely diss it because there no. have been um, shows recently that have been based on of films yeah. that have come out of books like Divergent and Hunger Games and all these. Uh, that Ender's have, Game. Ender's Game as was, well. It wasn't a bad film. The book was actually, better, but the film was actually... No, I actually preferred the film. Really? I prefer the film I see the book. why. The book is a little bit old, like the writing yeah. style and things like that are a but, little bit old. So there are ways that people have done that and that's good yeah. and i think like alex says there's a wealth of books out mm. there that can be turned into something Such and a, like this brandon's anything by brandon, brandon sanderson. sanderson would make excellent tv shows it would make excellent films but you never know maybe he has been approached and he said maybe. no maybe. um but i mean anything by isaac asimov mm. will make like i can imagine oh I can imagine a TV show that would be his short stories, like one episode. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> that would be so good. Be awesome. 
They're so this many. is why I'd love to own a production company. Can you imagine just going to all these authors and be like, right, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. No, it'd be so good. Let's just think about it. Because iRobot was basically emerging of five different short yeah, stories. Yeah. If you gave them like their own... Oh, that would be It so would good. be so cool. Well, there's also a series of books by an author called Jim Butcher. Mm. Um, oh, crap. I can't remember what the series is called now. Think about it, but um, I was thinking also one example of what I would consider a reboot is the new Harry Potter films, like the the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I thought was a massive stretch considering that the book that they've based it on was basically just an encyclopedia of beasts. Like... There was yeah. nothing to do with any of the storylines. And I get that, you know, the next film has just recently been released. The, the The title will be The Crimes of Grindelwald, which will be very interesting. But I don't know why they felt like they needed to put that under the banner of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, because that doesn't really relate to it. It's, it's like, because it tied in with the release of the I know. book of Fantastic Beasts. So they kind of had to put... I think they just used that title to draw people in, that's all. I know, but it's like... So that is the reboot where they were just looking back and they were like, okay, what was successful? Harry Potter. Okay, can we get another story out of it? Let's just do it. Like, I felt that that was a bit of a stretch and I felt that that was definitely money grabbing and it wasn't done for the right reason. No. Which is a shame because the next film, if it is about Grindelwald and Dumbledore and all of their kind of relationship, that is really interesting. But like, I just think it's been done the wrong way around. I I think it's been done for the wrong motivation, which is a shame because... It should have been done for the right motivation, which is let's find out about these, like, in depth about these characters that we loved and let's go into it. Because I think Fantastic Beasts will have another three films or something. Like, I think it's like a pentology or something. Yeah, like, this, this it's something good. massive. Ooh, there's another one Aliens. Oh. Good God. Just stop. Just stop. Because <laughs> it's going to be like, what? Transformers is another yeah. one? But oh. that, they're, they're more. I mean, Transformers is more of like a TV show that just won't but die. But Ridley aliens. Scott, like, come on, you're from the northeast. Just know when it's dead. Have some self-respect. Come on now. Prometheus was as terrible as everyone expected it to be. The new Alien film. Yeah. Resur- no, I can't Resurrection. No. Resurrection was it? I, don't, I think that was the old. Anyway, it was as terrible as everyone expected it to be. No. Like there was nothing good about it. And there's like what nine more coming out or something oh, stupid. Oh, it. It. What actually surprisingly, it was actually really good. Well, there you go. Every, so that's everyone an example. Dissed, yeah, that's an example of a good reboot. Like you say, because they had the special effects to do it. Uh, I mean, the original was terrifying, but the new one apparently is horrifying. Yeah, like, I, I will never really watch it way. in general. I'm really tempted to. I know I'll be absolutely terrified, but I am genuinely tempted to watch it because I've heard such good things about it. And the, the guy who plays Pennywise, I can't remember his name, but he looks like he's really good for it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that... that uh, Jim Butcher series I was talking about before, uh, The Dresden Files. Ah, Dresden Files. Is about uh, a private detective called Harry Dresden, uh, who also happens to be a wizard. <laughs> um, so that's like the the world's kind of, um, there is like magic, uh, but obviously normal people don't know about it. So it'd be like our world if magic existed in secret. Um, and there's also like vampires and heaven and hell and, and angels and things mm. like that. Um, that would They tried to make it a TV show years and years and years ago, and it was terrible mm. but i think if they try to get now they could make it super cool because each book could be a couple of episodes by itself mm-hmm. like the side characters and all the stories and things like that are so so good it would make an awesome tv show you know what they could also reboot because i found it very difficult to watch is buffy 
I would... L- mm, no. Because it's just the old school cinematography on it is so bad. Don't get me wrong. It is. That's another Joss Whedon thing, by the way, with Buffy yeah. Vampire Slayer. Um, I loved it. I wouldn't like to see a reboot. I... Okay, I'd like to see a reboot in terms of different characters, same yeah. universe. Like a new Slayer. So yeah. Sarah Michelle yeah. Gellar had died, retired, whatever. Yeah. Now there's a new Slayer. Okay, I wouldn't mind that. I'd like to see that. Yeah. That'll but it's cool. just, it's so difficult to get into Buffy because everybody says it's such a iconic series and I should really watch yeah. it because it is, it does no, it, dictate. No, it is, but, but it, it is really... It's just so like the the way that they yeah, shot it. It's, it's it an so old, old it's an old TV it was so show. It's like, cringy. It's quite difficult to watch it's, because the cinematography. It is, is so old. it is one of the reasons why I've never been able to watch the original series from Star Trek. It's just the the yeah, cinematography yeah. back then was just so bad. It was a different generation of just acting know, and all that I kind know. of stuff. And I know I get it. It's difficult to watch. I love Buffy. We've tried watching it, but see, I love Buffy. And then going back to watch it now, I'm like. Actually, this is pretty bad. <laughs> it was quite poor, but it yeah. was really good. It, yeah. Like you say, it's quite iconic in terms of I what think, it represents now and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I think if you watched it from when it first came out and then you were able to kind of... Uh, you yeah, didn't really notice it. the cinematography. The thing, yeah. That would be... Yeah. Obviously, looking back now, yeah. when we have 4K and all yeah. that kind of, we go, what the hell were they but doing? It's the, it's the, like, the way that they look into the camera the and like, oh, God, just so actions. cringy. It's, it's horrible. It's almost worth watching it just to see how poor it is compared to modern day. Like, I know. Filming. And I just feel like it doesn't oh do God, Joss so Whedon justice, you know? No, it doesn't. No. I mean, if, if you want, yeah, if you want to learn more about Joss Whedon, start with Firefly. Yeah. And then watch Serenity and then cry and probably lock yourself alone oh. in your room for like two weeks and then reemerge. You'll see why. I'm not giving a spoiler alert, but God damn. God damn. It's okay, sweetie. So sad. Anyway, so <laughs> reboots can be good when they're done for the right reason. Yeah. Mostly are terrible. Mostly. Please stop. Yeah. Or Please. at least, like you say, reboot things in a specific way. Yeah. Reboot Buffy, new characters, same universe. Yeah. New Slayer, new companions, new enemies. Yeah. You could. Don't get me wrong, like, Angel could still be there. Yeah. He's a vampire, he's a mole. Unless and David Boreanaz looks amazing all the time. So he it's really fine. has. I mean, Jesus Christ. That was another thing, actually, watching Buffy and seeing how young. <sighs> he, it looked like he was wearing his dad's clothes the whole time because he was tiny. And like the jackets and things he was wearing, had like they blatantly had like massive shoulders and stuff, and they just looked <laughs> genuinely looked like he was dressed in his dad's clothes. But, but anyway, he hasn't aged, so he'll be fine. But like, I would love to see again different characters, same universe with Firefly, with Buffy, yeah, probably with a bunch of other things. And let's be honest, actually, when you look at it, Star Wars Episode Seven was basically a New Hope, just with new characters, yeah. and it set them up. And yeah. I'm guessing now they'll depart from the original storyline, but at we'll least see. it set them up in a good way because it was a storyline that had worked. So they just redid it, new characters, and now they're possibly moving away from it. Well, I don't know. See, just watching the trailer, it just seemed like episode five again. I the know. Jedi Master has sequestered himself away. The Chosen One's got to go find them. The rebels are, ba- the, sorry, the new rebels are battling the new empire now on a planet that looks surprisingly like Hoth because it's deserted and there's at-ats everywhere. <laughs> Even though they're, they're new because they have different front feet, which is uh-huh. somehow supposed to stop them from falling over. Um, which we'll probably see. They'll yeah. probably do a throwback to it. Where oh, they, yeah. Like, oh, I remember this trick working. And then they wrap them around and then they just like bust out of it. Something stupid like that. Anyway, 
That's a difference. Thanks. <laughs> now difference. you made me depressed about... Episode. Don't got, get me wrong. We've we got midnight tickets premier screenings. <laughs> we're still going to watch it. Obviously, we're massive nerds, Maggie. I know, but what if we don't enjoy it? We probably won't. Aww. But then we'll remember Rogue One and just be like, ah, oh, there is some good to the world. I know, Rogue One was so good. So but that's because it was brand new characters, like brand new storyline in the same universe. Exactly. So, exactly. please do anyway. that. Film, you know, I know that we have a lot of listeners, obviously, and obviously. film studios listen to us because we're, we're influencers. We're, that's the word. Yeah. We're trendsetters. So, guys, just stop flogging your dead horse. Move on to something new. There's plenty of good material out there. Just give it a shot. Read more books. Jesus. You know what? Get a bunch of film producers and writers and directors in one room. Play a game of Dungeons and Dragons. Make a film out of it. There you go. Done. Solid. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway. anyway. So, Maggie, so, would you like to do yes. the random useless fact? So, random useless fact, your tool to break that ice in a so awkward social situation and get the conversation flowing. So, Spain leads the world in cork production. So, there we are. I don't How know if that's because they make the most wine or corked products in the world, or maybe they like export it to France. I don't know. It's interesting, but Come on there now, you go. Spain, get your shit. I know. And Alex, would you like to take us through our new segment? The good so news segment? We have our good news segment now Ooh. because the world is a horrible place, so mm-hmm. we're trying to make it a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good news segment for today. So thank you very much, Doncaster Council, for this one. <laughs> so Doncaster Council recently got a new gritting machine. I know, this is thrilling That's stuff already. Thrilling. And they, <laughs> they did apparently what everyone's doing now and going to Twitter and for some reason, asking their public what they should call their new gritting machine. Because they however, haven't learned. Yeah, no one's learned. But however, um, uh, going against what everyone else has done, they've actually listened to their public, and they have officially named their new gritting machine the Gritty Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti-Slip Machine, which is just amazing. <laughs> the grit- Gritty Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti-Slip Machine. That's so cool. I mean, you know good luck what? printing that on the side of the truck. <laughs> like, you'll have to extend it by, like, <laughs> just to print it on, but it'll still be worth it. But Doncaster Council, thank you. Yeah, thank you, you for actually really taking the public into consideration. Because, we don't live in Doncaster. Let's be honest, <laughs> every time the public is going to see that gritting machine, they're going to be the happiest people in the world, and that's worth it. Well, it's, it's like every it. time you ask the public for yeah. some kind of advice, I mean, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I mean, Boaty McBoatface. Come on, that was such an epic thing. And And they, oh, uh, oh, what do you want to call it? Oh, let's ask the public. Actually, no, let's just call it the David Attenborough. (laughs) Oh, the public are really angry. Fine, name a submarine. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, no, good news segment. Good news, sorry, sorry, good news. Gritty, bitty, teeny, weeny, yellow, anti-slip machine. Which is just. If you see it in public, if you see it, please take a picture for us. Please take a picture. That would be amazing. And please send it to us. That would be awesome. Okay, well, so <laughs> that about wraps it up for now. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening as ever. Um, find us on Twitter in about three months. Um, <laughs> when I find, finally reset it. Find us on Facebook right now. Just search Socially Course um, and you should be able to find us. Please talk and to us. We love you. We do. We want to learn more about you guys. We want to get more involved with the community. We want and, to grow and develop. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest on our show, just let us know. We'll try more and make it happy. happen. If you've got an interesting topic to discuss, mm-hmm. let us know. We'll get you on. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, so remember, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> um, and thank you very much for listening. So I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Course.